Ethereum and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Um, my guest today is Dr. Samir Damani. He's the co-founder and CEO of Mint Health, and the website is minthealth.io. Dr. Damani, how are you doing, sir? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so tell us about uh, Mint Health. What do you guys do there? Yeah, so uh, just a little background to myself. Uh, I'm a cardiologist by training and been a physician entrepreneur for about five years and still maintain a, an active academic practice just to really uh, stay grounded. And so um, hmm. with that in mind, you know, one of the biggest uh, topics of discussion for every health system, health plan, um, and, and government payers around how we're going to control the costs related to the rapidly escalating costs. Uh, secondary to chronic disease epidemics of obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer. And so um, these conditions, which are largely preventable, if you look at some of the stats by the CDC and World Health Organization, about 80% of cardiovascular disease and diabetes are preventable and, and about 40% of cancers and driven by major behaviors. And so what we're doing at um, Mint Health is really uh, trying to control those costs related to these behavioral conditions through a token incentive model and data empowerment through, through data liquidity where patients can control their own medical records. And so at a high level, uh, the token is really meant to incentivize the patient, align providers, the health plans, and the patient around uh, patient empowerment and taking more control of their health. Well, let's back up a little bit. So you say control costs. Costs for who? For the patients with their medical bills? Costs for the providers, for the insurance, you know, who you... Uh, you're going to see the biggest all of the above, right? So if you look at you know the U.S., let's just take the U.S., but this is true in many nations around the world that uh, 90% of the costs of healthcare today are related to chronic conditions, right? And so you're talking about diabetes, obesity, heart disease, cancer, and a lot of the things that cause those conditions are modified by behavior. So for example, in the U.S., we're at about three trillion in costs for healthcare today. We're going to five trillion. Everybody takes part in that cost. The patients, the doctors um, are seeing cutting reimbursement, right? The patients are having to pay more for co-pays, deductibles, and the payers are having to pay more for covering uh, those diseases. So, you know, everybody shares. And so having a token which aligns incentives of those three major stakeholders, right, the, the, the payer, the insurance company, the doctor, and the patient is going to be critical. And we don't have that alignment. We haven't had it historically. In fact, we've been misaligned where a payer might reduce costs uh, by not paying out a claim, and so they win, but the patient loses because they don't get the care they need. 
and and so the whole idea now is kind of align those stakeholders uh, with with an with a token incentive that essentially gets people doing what's right, and that's all those stakeholders. So what does the token do? I mean, you know, I'm a patient. Uh, let's say I don't eat well, and I'm putting on 50, 100 extra pounds. I'm headed toward diabetes. What is the token going to do for me? How is it going to incentivize me to eat better or change my lifestyle, or is it going to incentivize my provider? Right. So it's both the above. So let me just give you, uh, you know, example. So one of the companies I founded uh, five years ago, uh, MD Revolution, does technology-enabled services where we actually manage patients with chronic conditions. And so patients with diabetes, with heart disease, with heart failure, some of the largest uh, cost drivers in the system typically don't measure what they do. They're not aware of what's going on, and so they don't track. They don't do any self-care. And typically, they're not really touched by their physician's office or by their healthcare provider until they go into the office when their disease is really in more of a crisis state. So there's no preventable management. There's no self-care, self-monitoring. So part of the token is to the vitamin token, which is what it is, V-I-D-A-M-I-N-T, um, is really meant to incentivize patients with chronic conditions first. We're going to be partnering with health plans and self-insured companies, as well as any entity that has a, a population of patients at risk where we are actually getting those patients with specific conditions to track blood glucose, blood pressure, weight, shortness of breath, things that build awareness for those patients who typically lack awareness around the chronic condition. And then by logging it, we're also then getting the vitamins for that, but they were also able to, with time, start to track metrics like nutrition, and medication adherence and all these different things where they're getting tokens and we're lining how those conditions relate to claims. So we're able to see how we're incentivizing behaviors and how well it's working through analytics in conjunction with claims data that the insurance company or the self-insured company would provide. Make sense? Okay. So um, again, let's say I have blood sugar problems. I'm, I'm sticking my finger five times a day. You know, there's apps out there where I could put the data into the app. Um, since this is a blockchain application, am I sending my uh, blood sugar readings five times a day directly to my health record on the blockchain, or am I keeping it and showing it to my provider? Like, what's the mechanics of it? Yeah, you got it. You got it. So basically, what will happen is, is we would work with, call it a, uh, uh, you know, provider-sponsored health plan in our phase one, where you know these are health insurance companies that also employ doctors, and so we're able to pull data from the electronic health record into your personal cloud storage. So in your personal cloud storage via the Mint Health app, you would be able to view your medications, your laboratory data, your diagnoses. But then we also have another, in addition to MD Revolution, where we're licensing the tech around care management, we also have uh, another foundational partner, Nucleus Health, that has uh, patented streaming technology where you can actually put all your medical images, your MRIs, your x-rays, your echocardiograms into the cloud, and it can be streamed via the app. Uh, in real time of diagnostic quality. So let's say you are a diabetic, all that data is going to the cloud, and then the blockchain is actually enabling the permissions. So the data is encrypted at rest and in transit uh, in the cloud, and then the blockchain allows for people to access it. So let's say you go into your primary care physician, and then four weeks later you have some shortness of breath, you've got uncontrolled blood pressure, you go to your cardiologist, now they can access via the Mint Health app your echocardiogram images, your medications, and then at the same time, you're contributing your own MyFitnessPal data, your Fitbit data, um, your health kit data to it, too. So now you've got a deep data set 
where you're getting vitamins for putting the data in there and tracking things and moving towards healthy metrics. But now you're creating a marketplace where uh, pharma like Novartis can start saying, hey, we want access to, you know, 10,000 patients with heart failure on a specific drug to see if it's been working. And instead of Mintel giving up the data, you then can decide whether you want to share that data in exchange for vitamins. So now the vitamin basically becomes a token, again, which aligns the stakeholders to now the patients in charge. Um, and so that vitamin token that you're now accruing then would have redemption options like premium reductions. If you're, you know, you can use it for paying premiums, office co-pays, prescription refills, going on Amazon and ultimately being able to buy healthy meals, food, supplements, uh, gym memberships, gift cards, right? And so these are the discussions we're actively having with uh, a number of entities, including Christiana Care in Delaware and uh, Mercy Hospital in St. Louis. So we're, we're talking to a lot about building out that model. Um, but today we already have a blockchain protocol for medical imaging, and we're active in managing patients with chronic conditions through MD Revolution, our foundational partner. So what we're adding to that is the is the full data set for the data liquidity and the token. Um, okay. A number of questions around this. So, you know, I've heard, I'm not a doctor, but I've heard about HIPAA and protection of medical data, you know, without going into an exhaustive answer, what are some of the challenges that you may face because medical data is, everyone wants to keep it private and, you know, there's HIPAA and all this stuff. What are, what are some things you run into? Well, the, the big issue with HIPAA is, is that, you know, you just need a audit trail of anyone that accesses the data, right? It needs to be very transparent and blockchain produces that. One of the reasons why we've kept data locked in silos called electronic health records is in the name of security because there's never been an easy way to put data cloud and share it um, because of the permissions framework. But blockchain is kind of an auditable global HIPAA log that's available. It's open source, uh, can't be hacked. You can actually see who's accessing the data and the data just has to be encrypted at rest in transit, which it is. So blockchain really solves for that issue of security and, and, and the HIPAA compliance that we've always needed. What about, um, you know, like I go to the doctor, let's say I'm 50 years old, you know, I've been going to doctors for 30 years. You know, my cardiologist has some data. My hip doctor has some other data. My dentist has other data. You know, right now, when I go see someone, they, they tell me, oh, we got to get all your medical records. Go call these people or they'll call them. And some of them may have closed down or moved. Or how is this going to be different under your blockchain? Will my all my medical data be in one place? And how do I get it and make sure it's not in 100 different spots so I have access to it? Right. So that's exactly right. It'll be all in one place. It's going to be yours and it travels with you forever. And if, even if mental health goes away, your data, your medical images, your medical lab data, your diagnostic data, but not only that, but all your, your Fitbit data, your blood sugar, blood pressure, stuff that you take at home that's generated by you is also in that cloud that's there forever. So you're aggregating that data. And again, that's where the machine learning applications, the analytics can apply. Sorry, I was on mute for a sec. Um, what do you do for people that are, again, older, they have 20, 30 years of data out there? How are you going to retrofit them and get all their past data? Or are you going to say, let's just start fresh and start adding new stuff? Well, you know, how do you onboard well, people? Right. So, you know, easily through, through integration. So, number one, they can manually load data. So, they can take DVDs and, you know, whatever they have and load it. They will have a mechanism for all that. That's not hard at all. But, uh, you know, Medicine and, and diseases that were, you know, present 20 years ago isn't, you know, it's really your most recent 
six months to one year data that tends to be the most relevant, you know, and as a practicing cardiologist, you know, yeah, it's relevant that I know you had bypass surgery 20 years ago, but what I really want to know is what's your exercise tolerance, what's your blood pressure, what's your labs look like over the last six to 12 months. I mean, the reality is I rarely go beyond 12 months of data in, in managing patients and most doctors don't. Um, so, you know, the reality is you can start fresh in many patients. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I would think certain things stay with you for a long time. You know, like my dad has stents. They may be seven years old. You know, that's not just the past 12 months. Um, so I think definitely there's some data that's right. super but, important in old stuff. Right. But but typically, if if he's had seven stents, he's been seen in the last year. Okay. Gotcha. You're not, just Good. to go back on that point, you're not going to have someone with seven stents that hasn't been seen in the last two years, let's say, where something's been done about it, right? Now, maybe that in the rare instance, you might have that, but that, again, is rare. Okay. That makes more sense. Gotcha. Have you run any pilots or case studies to see, you know, Dr. X is using this with his patients. We've done a study, and because patients are reporting, we're seeing a 22% decrease in, um, you know, uh, acute events. Have you seen what the possible effect of this will be? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, the company I founded, which was a technology or is a technology-enabled services company, is a chronic disease management company. And we were able to cut hospital admissions in half for a population in Mississippi of 3,500 patients with about 10 chronic conditions. So, they're a pretty sick population. There's many out there like that. Um, and we were also able to save about $3.5 million in inpatient hospitalization costs by claims data. Um, so, it was about a 5x return on investment for Medicare. So um, that that technology is what's getting licensed to Men's Health, and what um, what we haven't done yet is we're building out the tech and integrating the tech around the token and the blockchain. So uh, that piece is is still in the works, and that's part of the reason why we're doing the ICO is to go ahead and integrate that tech, layer the blockchain and token mechanism. Uh, we are talking to entities that we'll be piloting with, but we are going into this with a pretty clear idea on how to actually engage a population so that we can lower costs. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a huge savings. If you cut in half the number of hospitalizations, that's great. Because I, I know personally from having interviewed, um, for instance, diabetes doctors, you know, they, they only see people when there's an emergency for the most part. Um, you know, people left to their own devices, a lot of them just unfortunately don't, you know, take readings or control their health and all that. So this could be really great. Yeah, that's just to, to build on that. That's exactly right. I mean, as a cardiologist, endocrinologist, we've so busy that we focus on those in crisis when the reality is the conditions are most manageable when the patient's not in front of you. And that's when we need to be touching them. And that's exactly what we plan on doing. And then we also need to be encouraging those patients and incentivizing them to do the right thing when they're not in front of us. Um, that's when disease happens. That's when health happens. And, and that's part of the issue with the token is that we start giving the kind of reward system like a sky mile system where you're starting to mine virtually for just like you'd be mining for bitcoin you're mining for vitamins through healthy behaviors so that's the kind of future where healthcare is headed right and the beauty of digital assets is that it provides that gamification element that we know works very well you know it's funny i've heard of um it's sad but i've heard of people like putting their fitbits on their fan so it looks like they ran 10,000 steps you know um any spamming problems, you know, what if someone just puts in BS blood sugar readings all day long and, you know, and they, they endanger themselves or they just want to get tons of vitamin tokens and do something with them. Do you see any problem on that end? 
uh, you know, will there people be people try to game the system? Absolutely. But we're dealing, our first phase is really dealing with we're actually sick. And you'll find that we're actually drove outcomes that I mentioned to you that patients want to be helped. They're not out there trying to game a system. They actually are sick and, you know, that's on their mind. They want to be better. So that's number one. Number two is any incentive is going to be to claims data, right? So, you know, we're going to quickly find out that, you know, steps doesn't drive outcomes in a population in Mississippi, but maybe it does in Los Angeles, right? So we're going to be able to tailor incentives and token allocations based on what disease you have, because somebody who's a heart failure patient just stepping on a scale, you know, they found three pounds, most likely is water weight because they had too much salt. So they're going to be in the hospital. And we'll be able to see through analytics that, hey, incentivizing heart failure patients to step on the scale works while getting diabetics to walk steps didn't. We're going to be able to see that and constantly evolve the way we do token incentives, right? So, so, you, so you can't I get away with gaming it, but we're going to see it, and we're going to find out who's working and who's not, so we're able to tailor it. In. Yeah, I wondered what your uh, compliance rate is, and I guess, like you said, it depends on the condition, the population, I'm guessing the age, the gender, I mean, all kinds of factors, and I would guess women are probably more compliant because they're used to going to the doctor more than men, and older folks may be better than young, up to a certain age, and I'm sure all that interesting well, stuff, you know, will come out of this. That's the problem. That's the problem is generalized. And, and people are individuals, and, and people who try to generally, everyone's different. you got to be able to get beauty. Is we're going to get part of the problems with, there's been a lot of promise, but like anything, you know, if you don't have the data inputs, we haven't had access to the clinical data, the med data, the imaging data combined with your MyFitnessPal data, your STEP data, and your blood pressure and blood sugar that the patient generates. And so because you don't have access to those data sets, we can't really predict who needs what, when, and where, and how. But in a model like what we're describing, where now, you know, in one place, you're starting to aggregate information across all those different data sets that I talked about, you're able to really do some very interesting learning and artificial intelligence around, okay, this patient with this profile in Mississippi is, is likely to have a hospital in the next three months. And, and, and this profile patient in Los Angeles is, is, is not at higher risk. So, I mean, I think the reality is promise to individualize medicine and therapy with the ability to be able to achieve the data sets that we can truly, or where you're trying to see how someone's going to click on a link more. This is really true. Our model will allow us to be really nuanced in the way we reward, but also in the way in which we manage care. I think this is a great idea. I mean, it's, it's, it really could help people. Um, another question comes to mind. What if, um, let's say, again, I just, you know, I don't know, so many millions of people are diabetic, that's why I keep going back to it. Uh, what if someone uh, is doing their blood sugar and it comes out at like 350, and that's dangerous, and they report it to their cloud data and all that stuff? Do you have an alert system where you can have certain triggers? You know, if someone puts on uh, eight pounds in their heart patient, or again, their blood sugar is crazy high or low, are you allowed to have an alert system, and would that help you to alert the doctor or the healthcare provider and say, hey, this patient just you know, had a crazy reading, you better get them in or have the staff contact them. No, in fact, that's exactly what MD Revolution does. We, we, we help manage patients. So when they do have a blood pressure reading that's above 175, we're able to alert the office or if they're short of breath, if they have chest pain. Uh, that's absolutely part of the process of managing them care before they end up with a crisis. And that's actually what MD Revolution does today for tens of thousands of patients. That's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the vitamin token. 
That's nice. That's a cool name. I like it. So, what have you asked patients? Um, you know, out of all these things you can get, I can get reduced premiums, maybe cheaper drug costs. You know, what what's most exciting to them? You know, what are some of the benefits of vitamins? Me accumulating them, and you know, again, as a patient, what things do they seem to care about? What things do they not seem to care about? Well, I mean, I think you know, the reality is that patients with chronic disease in multiple chronic conditions typically fall in a demographic that um, is somewhat challenged uh, from an economic standpoint. So they're very much anything that allows them to lower their costs of of healthcare. So, you know, being able to reduce their premiums or paying for their or co-pays tends to be immediate, right? And I think the ancillary benefits are probably exactly that around, you know, being able to ultimately use it in an Amazon or get a gift card. Um, and then I think there's some interest savvy tech guys, you know, and gals uh, around being able to just see the value of the token rise, right? Because these tokens, like anything else, uh, no one's really offering a token incentive for behavior. I'm sure my white paper's published. There will be many more that try to But, you know, I think we've got a big head start because we've got two companies that have raised over, you know, close to $100 million and have, uh, you know, technology that are active in the market. So they reduce their burden of cost related to, you know, taking care of their own health. What um, the tokenomics part of it is, I don't know how to resolve this. I don't know if you thought it out, but you're going to do an ICO. You're going to have people, I mean, you can't control it. They're going to be speculating, hoping that the value of vitamins go up. So what's that going to do? Or or conversely, let's say, um, you know, uh, hopefully, sadly, let's say people are – sicker than we all realize, and each of them generates tons of vitamin tokens, and maybe that drives the value of the token down, but then adoption increases it. I mean, what do you, how do you think the economics of this are going to play out? It's kind of strange. No, actually, it's, 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 it's actually pretty clear, so let me walk you through it. So here's, here's the interesting thing about healthcare, okay? So every government, every health plan, when I say health plan insurance company, um, and any company that is actually managing an employee population that has chronic conditions, which is pretty much everyone. Healthcare is probably the biggest impact in terms of healthcare cost-related chronic disease, the biggest impact to their bottom line. Uh, America, you know, three to five trillion, I just said, in the next five years, every company is seeing health premium rises of 15 to 20 percent. So if, if you just take the Medicare example that we showed where Medicare spent $750,000 for for this program, kind of care math program, for 35 to generate $3.5 million in savings, what you have here is the first token that actually has a utility in generating actual dollars in terms of ROI back to the people who purchased the token. So, you know, unlike fintech where we have relative confidence in financial information, in healthcare, right now, everybody's trying to look for novel ways to reduce costs. So if, if a token is able to reduce costs, similar to what we've seen with doing effective care management, then you're going to have health plans, governments, and many across the world using the vitamin token and the mental health app to help with lowering costs. So the value of that token is going to rise by the generated through the use of the token. So the economics are going to be very positive because you're going to have the deepest pocket people that are buying our the case with FinTech and some of the other industries where they're competitive. We are actually synergistic with I mean, we've talked to a number of pharma companies, uh, certainly health insurance plans, companies, health systems that are all very interested in purchasing our tokens. Well, what if um, 
I don't know what you'll ICO at. I'm just going to say a dollar, okay? What if speculators drive the vitamins up to 50 bucks? Um, well, how, how do you adjust? How do you adjust the reward? So let's say I'm on the plan. You know, I'm a diabetic. I'm doing blood sugar readings, and I get, you know, one vitamin each time. Each each month, I successfully do a blood sugar reading, and I yep. haven't used yep. my vitamins. They're sitting there. Yeah. And now speculators have driven up the price. How you how would you adjust the rewards that people get for vitamins? You know, as the price of it fluctuates, the token. That's right. You have an EPI, so ecosystem price index, in the app right? That automatically adjusts every day or every few days. And basically that's actually good for the patient because now their vitamins worth more. <laughs> so you're just basically you would have paid one vitamin for your copay, you might pay 0.2 vitamins, right? The EPI is part of the app and it just based on the exchange rates that are out there. It's actually you know, not that difficult. And okay. And I'm not trying to be negative or anything. It's just, it brings a lot of stuff to mind. I mean, I can see, um, you know, someone building up a substantial amount of vitamins and then they pass away, you know, God forbid, and then their family is gifted the vitamins. Or, I mean, there's just a lot of um, a lot of things that can go on, you know, uh, maybe for long-term health care at some point after five years of being on the program, if I reach milestones, it would reduce my cost of that. Or I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting, all the things that come out of the system is what I'm saying. So I'm very positive on it and I'm very thankful you're doing it, just to let you know. And I, and I, if I came off as, you know, uh, being, um, you know, aggressive anyway, I didn't know. I just think it's a great question, actually, you know, but, but the EPI is something that any application that has a redemption system is deal with, and, and the EPI is the ecosystem way to deal with it. But, no, you're, you're spot on. It's a great question. All right, so let's, let's move to the end now. So um, the people I could see interested in contacting you would be individual people, you know, is my doctor going to be part of Vita, of uh, Mint Health? And then for practitioners themselves, if some of them listen to the podcast. Um, you know, uh, how can they contact you or individuals contact you to either get their practitioner to join on, or if I'm a practitioner, how do I sign up my clinic on a test basis so I can get my three or 4,000 patients onto the system? Join our Telegram channel, you know, the Mint Health Telegram channel, and you can, there's many that are coming on and actually, um, asking a lot of these questions via milestones. I think the reality is is that, you know, we're going to be integrating our tech over the next, call it, uh, four to six months and rolling MVP probably late second quarter, early third quarter. And we're going to have pilot partners with key health systems, but we will have an app that people can download in the apps for uh, the second half of this year where they can start uploading their data and uh, start using the blockchain mechanism to, to own their data. They can you know, upload CDs, DVDs of imaging, metadata. And then, um, you know, over time, we expect, you know, we expect in the next, call it 12 to 24 months, that we'll be signing up more and more health systems and that we'll also have an ecosystem redemption option, not just working with health plans, but also ways that we can partner with Amazon, you know, um, Costco, you know, e-commerce businesses which will be taking vitamins so you know so you know come stay tuned you know if you have the ico we're planning a second quarter so uh you know i would say by the latter half of this year there'll be mechanisms and certainly practitioners who want to participate uh, in the actual um please let us know because we definitely are looking for practitioners. individuals it might be tough to pilot because we do want to look at multi-specialty groups that have larger profiles. But yeah, absolutely. It's the Telegram channel and the Intel's website. Please feel free to submit or uh, or any any other queries uh, through, the, through those uh, possibilities. 
it would be funny if you if you had an FAQ where you said, does vitamins have any side effects or what happens if you overdose on vitamins? You know, it would be stupid, but it would be funny. I just thought of the idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I think uh, the vitamins, you know, we, we'd like to design we're the program so more is better. You know, the more vitamins you get, the more you're mining, right? Just like Bitcoin, you're mining. It means you're doing a lot more healthy stuff uh, than, than the next. So the idea here is that we want people to want more vitamins. Well, that's great. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. It's been really interesting, and um, I think you could tell I have a personal interest in this, and it's really needed. So I'm glad you guys are doing this. And um, uh, last couple of items, again, people can contact you through the Telegram channel. Uh, what's the name of that channel? How about the website? You know, if you could repeat three or four yeah, ways sure. for people to contact you, it would help. You know. Sure, absolutely. So the website is uh, www.menthealth.io. The uh, via the token site is uh, uh, www.vitamins, that's V-I-D-A-M-I-N-T-S dot com. And then our Telegram channel is just uh, Mint Health, uh, the Telegram. And we've got uh, about 100 members on there right now. We just started up here, and we just finished a white paper over the last uh, 30 days. So we're looking to build the community and uh, continue to really um, spread the message. That's great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You know, come back as things progress too. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.